0: prioritizing it is probably some weird re-parenting thing where my mom wasn't there to make breakfast but also because i feel like it impacts the rest of the day when she's not had breakfast
1: welcome to didn't i just feed you a podcast about feeding kids
0: hi i'm stacy and i'm megan This episode is inspired by our Instagram community. If you're not following us there already, you should do that ASAP. We are Guess (laughs) at Didn't I Just Feed You. Okay. At some, We're not Guess at. No, we're not. Guess. It was like Guess? Guess? Could you guess what our handle is on Instagram? It is at Didn't I Just Feed You. We did kind of look out that we snagged that because it's a good one. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So... Stacey, at some point in January, you posed a question in our stories that was sort of like, Parents of older kids, do you still get up with your kids on school mornings? And there were like so many responses. It was kind of overwhelming.
1: It was, you know, sometimes when you work in the parenting space, you innocently ask a question or share something, and you're like, Oh, I hit a nerve clearly, (laughs) so clearly, right? Yes, and actually, there was a huge range of responses, and and they weren't nasty, but it was like, I it was one of those questions where you felt like people felt like they needed to defend their decision, and I was like, no, you don't, like, you don't need to. I really was just, just curious. There were some answers that were like, of course, like I want to hug them before they leave for the day, which is really sweet. And I totally get. And there were other ones that were like, if I don't wake up with them, they're not going to eat, which I thought was really interesting, partly because that's how I feel. Not that I don't want to hug my kids before they leave for the day, <laughs> but like some days I'd be fine for a hug to sleep in. <laughs> yes. But I do like the idea of sending them off with breakfast and I know that they won't eat. I mean, there's also the thing of I'm going to touch on one non-food related thing real quick because I think it's important to say this in defense of teenagers, because I love teenagers, that another reason is that I'm afraid that my kids won't, one of them in particular, won't like actually get out of bed and make it to the bus. Yeah. And a lot of people talked about that. And then there was a lot of people who were like, what? Don't you have to teach them responsibility? Yes. We do have to teach our kids responsibility. And yes, the parents for whom like they have to be out on a job early and maybe they're a single parent or whatever the reason, it doesn't even matter. They're like, you have to wake yourself up and get yourself up out of the house. Eat if you want to eat. Don't eat if you want to eat. Like, that's great. But there's some other place where maybe I don't quote unquote cuddle my kids as much that they do. Like we we have to pick and choose our battles So, you know, a lot of people choose to get up and help support their kids actually get up out of bed and out the door. And I don't think that's a freaking crime. And I do also (laughs) just want to say that there are the circadian rhythms of a teenager. Really, they are not. And this is something that one of our listeners said. They are not well served by these early school start times. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's fine. That's the way the world works. You got to do it anyway, even though, you know, that's what's required. But I don't think it's crazy and I don't want anyone to feel bad if one of the only reasons why they drag their ass out of bed is to get their teenagers out of bed.
0: It's so funny. Did you accidentally hurt your own feelings, (laughs) hit your own nerve with this conversation? Well, I didn't think it would be such a big
1: deal. And then there was like a lot of people who were like, really on this teach them responsibility, like you're coddling them thing. I'm like, oh, okay. But it is also for me tied to this breakfast thing. Yes. Which gets to what we'll really talk about because we're not just a general parenting here and we're not here to debate parenting choices with other people. We're here to talk about food. And it begs the question, is breakfast actually really that frickin important? Is it the most important meal of the day?
0: As That's what we've been told. Are we going to debunk it? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I have to add, one, as you were talking about, like, single parents, et cetera, I had a weird series of memories boil up, which is I did have a mom who had to leave before us. And in some ways that was fun because we could call and be like, "Ah, I don't feel very well. I just need to stay home. And she might often be like, "Okay, well, if you're really having diarrhea, stay home from school, (laughs) which is a terrible abuse of that. But I also remember how often, especially in middle school and high school, I just would not eat breakfast. Yeah. And how that really set some bad habits for me in high school in particular, and then when I was like really truly on my own so I do think like in defense of your point what do you mean by bad habits like not eating enough in the early part of the day and then being like ravenous at dinner yeah. time. We are going to get into this question. Like, is it really the most important meal of the day? And I don't think that categorically – I'm going to just say it, I don't think categorically skipping breakfast or having breakfast is, like, a moral thing. Like, you're, it's not a big deal as long as you're meeting all your other, like, nutrient and calorie goals throughout the day or needs, I should say. But I – before we really, like, dive into it, I want yeah. to – Sort of like set a baseline, which is I do prioritize breakfast for my kids, that they eat something before they leave the house. My kids are younger than yours. They are nine and 12. And sometimes it's literally like just cereal or I'll like throw a snack bar at my 12 year old when she's like getting ready to walk out the door for carpool. Um, And I've been leaning on, like, making some meal prep stuff or doing, like, freezer shortcuts. So we should definitely talk about, like, the kinds of breakfast we make maybe at the end here. But I will also say, share that my, like, 12-year-old is really hard to feed in the morning. Like, just depending on how her sleep was, how what mood she's in. Sometimes she will eat, like, a whole plate of scrambled eggs and toast. And then other days she, like, will not even touch it. Yeah.
1: That's like Isaac, too. Yeah. So... And also, like, sleep is more, like, impacts him more. You know what I mean? Like, he's, his mood. Oliver, no matter how late he has slept, (laughs) he will cut down on the other
0: stuff and roll out of bed and be like, where's the food? Yes. Like, he wants to eat. That is my youngest also. Like, he, whatever you put in front of him for breakfast, he will eat. Totally. But my 12-year-old, it's, it's really touch and go. And then I do notice, like, that, then she's hungrier after school on the days where she really didn't eat breakfast. So my like prioritizing it is probably some weird re-parenting thing where my mom wasn't there to make breakfast, but also because I feel like it impacts the rest of the day when she's not had breakfast. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign
1: up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y short for Didn't I Just Feed You to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire,
0: ground lamb and more, save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon.
1: And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita
0: pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Stacy, do you ever think about the emotional nourishment you are giving your family? Um, <laughs> it sounds like I should. Kids and parents need to learn to manage big feelings, and I've learned so much from the podcast Fluster Clucks. Fluster what? Fluster Clucks. It's this really funny podcast from anxiety expert Lynn Lyons and her sister-in-law, Robin, helping families manage anxiety and other tough feelings. It's just as helpful for adults as it is for kids. Like how we talk about easy meals and snacks, Fluster Clucks gives tips to improve the family's connection and emotional literacy. Oh, it sounds really cool. But I have a question. Is it full of psychobabble? No, totally the opposite. Robin and Lynn talk about this stuff with humor and real language. Their tagline is even serious stuff without being too serious. I love that each episode offers tips for kids, teens, and adults about managing anxiety, anger, disappointment, you name it. Teach
1: your kids to manage their worry and other tough feelings and don't be surprised when you learn something too. Subscribe to Fluster Clucks wherever you're listening now. Before we get into some of what we researched and, uh, you know, we keep it top line here. We're not like a deep research podcast, but we've researched enough that we feel like we came up with a manageable sort of framework and point of view that people could consider and see if it feels like it fits for their or so that they could see what fits for their family there is a little bit of a diet culture element that comes into this that I just want to like make people aware of if that's something they're concerned about. Because at some point in the media and in the research, there was definitely talk of the idea that eating within a certain amount of time of waking up revs your metabolism, gets your metabolism going. And I do remember that I went through a phase where I don't know if it was I kind of go in and out of feeling like I'm a breakfast person, feeling like I'm not a breakfast person. I don't feel like eating, but I want to kickstart my metabolism. I better eat something. You know what I mean? I'll have a little bit of yogurt or a little bit of cottage cheese. And the evidence on that is not super strong. Like some people say that is the truth. Other people say it isn't. If it does make a difference, it's probably not majorly significant. So I would say if you're thinking about breakfast in terms of weight management or your metabolism like mm, I wouldn't like I don't think that's really a significant factor to be honest
0: okay so where does this idea come from because I think we're fed it both at both as like humans grown-ups yeah. women like oh we, we sometimes we're fed this information like oh you have to have 30 grams of protein at breakfast or the opposite of like, oh, you should fast until lunchtime. So we get a lot of misinformation. And then we sometimes get information from the school where it's like, oh, we're doing standardized testing this week. Make sure your kids have a quote unquote good breakfast before they come in. So there's even more backing up this idea that like we should we have to be we should be feeding kids breakfast before they leave for school, no matter the time of how early it is, because it's really early actually for me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because it's so, so important. We've been like just fed this idea that breakfast is so important for our kids. Yeah, totally. Why? So what we found is
1: that back in the 1960s, there was an American nutritionist named Adele Davis who gave a really great pull quote. <laughs> And we know, we know how those bull quotes can really like take off in the culture. She said, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper, which is actually a phrase that I've heard before, never attributed to her. Guess who has said this to me? My mother. Oh, My mother. (laughs) So there we go. The ultimate evidence in my eyes that this has become like a diet culture thing yeah, (laughs) or like one piece of data like takes root and becomes the way an entire culture sees their relationship to food or a particular meal. Right. So it seems like, according to a couple of different sources that we came across, that this is where it started again. Not to like spoiler alert, (laughs) you'll still want to keep listening after we say this, but the research just doesn't bear out that there's anything absolutely essential about breakfast that makes it the most important meal of the day.
0: Yeah. Is it conflating the idea of like having nutrients, nutritious food and calories throughout the day? And like somehow like the onus is all on breakfast to do that, where it's like it doesn't actually matter as long as you're being fed. Fed is best. Is that what it comes back to? I I don't know. I think basically what it's saying is that if you do eat
1: breakfast, you are increasing. uh, This is my interpretation. If you do eat breakfast, you are increasing the likelihood that you'll end up getting what you need calories nutritionally. Over the course of a day, right? But by skipping that meal, you might end up landing in a. You're more likely to end up landing in a nutritional deficit. But actually, let's say you're someone who just really doesn't like breakfast or you really don't have an appetite in the morning. Is there a way that you can end up eating A diet that is nutritionally comparable to one where you do include breakfast, yes, you would just make up for it over the course of the day, maybe in little snacks, maybe in a different composition of meals at lunch and dinner. So again, there's nothing essential about breakfast that means this is more important than lunch or dinner. Does that make sense? It
0: absolutely makes sense to me. And I think this this comes back to like what some of our listeners said on Instagram that about like what a disservice sort of the structure of school and work days is, especially for teens who are like struggling with sleep. Their circadian rhythm is such a mess is like, how do we as parents be like, okay? well, I want one more opportunity in a day. To get some nutrients into my kid, but, like, they're not ready to eat in the morning. Like, what do we do? What's the strategy?
1: Yeah, because there is a big but. But is, even though there's nothing essentially more important about breakfast than there is about lunch or dinner, there is evidence and data To support the idea, the reality that kids who eat breakfast perform better at school. Mm -hmm.
0: So why is that? Can we just pull back really quickly and say there's no, I mean, there's like the Webster's dictionary version of what breakfast is, but there isn't actually anything that says It has to be X, Y, Z for it to count as breakfast. So, like, if all you can do is throw a granola bar at your kid or a a single hard-boiled egg or something on their way out the door, like, that still counts towards that better performance, right?
1: Yeah. And I, I think what it has to do with is, again, giving breakfast importance based on a fixed context that kids have to operate within. Right. So if kids lived, if we were living like a truly free range life, like let's say we're homeschooling and you let kids follow their own circadian rhythm and you don't need them to perform within an hour, an hour and a half of waking up, you know, need them to do their like heaviest thinking, then breakfast might not have the same importance as it ended up showing itself to have in these studies, Mm -hmm. because what we were studying are kids who have to wake up early and then go to school. And with an hour, an hour and a half of waking up, they have to perform. They might have like their hardest class as their first period, you know. So if we were again, it's not I don't believe that it's essential to breakfast. I believe it's that like this is the life that we're asking our kids to lead or requiring them to lead. So I do think breakfast has a lot of benefits because they're having to adapt to these demands in the world where they have to wake up earlier than they want to or than they might naturally. They have to start performing early in the morning where they have to remember things. They have to have the capacity to learn. Those are all brain functions that are supported by food. Food is our energy but, like, if, again, we were doing this free-range life scenario, and we were like, instead, you can start doing your, like, heavy-duty learning, you know, starting at noon, and we're going to go until 4 or 5, and they woke up at 9.30 or 10 and skipped breakfast. But then, before noon, when the learning was going to start, that a good lunch. Then lunch would, we'd be saying lunch is the most important meal of the day.
0: So, breast hacks. We haven't done in a minute. Brass Breakfast is kind of important for our kids. (laughs) Right? Yes. But also the definition of what breakfast is can be very loose. And anything seems like anything is better than nothing. So what, especially given that Isaac's the oldest of all the Didn't I Just Feed You kids, and he struggles to eat breakfast like Ella does, who's 12, What kind of things are you keeping on hand for breakfast? What are you attempting to feed him?
1: Yeah, it's hard because I'm going to say that we recently had a talk because there's a lot of food waste happening. Because I will prep breakfast for him and then on some mornings he runs down and he's like, I don't have time. Like he's just took a while to roll himself out of bed and like is moving slower and you know he has a whole morning routine cuz he's 17 versus like Oliver I still have to be like checklist did you put on deodorant did you brush your teeth you know what I mean I think we're at the end of that I can see it changing but like Isaac has a whole routine in the morning but he wants something super quick he likes eggs on english muffin but he likes meat So sometimes, depending on what else is in my grocery order, I'll just buy like frozen biscuit sandwiches or even like I would have, honestly, I'm just going to be real here. Come at me. Like I used to never buy like Jimmy Dean sausage. I don't know. It just like there was a whole other layer of processed meat that I was like, oh, I don't know. Those Jimmy Dean sausage breakfast sandwiches. Boom. More affordable than the fancy ones. He loves them. It has meat, which he likes. It has egg. Great. So I'll make those. Or like today, I scrambled eggs for him and just put it on an English muffin. He only ate half. I know it's because it didn't have sausage or bacon. Yeah. Smoothies are still a big one for him. He likes smoothies. Okay. Or acai bowls.
0: Do you ever consider like, you know, this analogy that you've hit on before and didn't I just feed you where it's kind of like feeding teens is a little like feeding toddlers have you yeah. ever considered like a nutrition s- shake like a i think of pedi- mm, sure. A that's one. what made me think the toddler thing but like i think i treated smoothies like that yeah he's one of those people that when he finds
1: something he likes he doesn't mind repeating it so right now a smoothie that he loves is actually a recipe that we've published and didn't i just feed you because he always comes back to it It's the apple pie smoothie, Mm -hmm. but it has apple cider. It's actually, I would say it has more sugar in it than I would want in my breakfast smoothie because I don't like that spike, but you know, they're, they're metabolizing differently. I don't know. He seems to like it and it gives him even energy. It's made with apple cider, ice and apple, but I cut up usually like half to three quarters of an apple. A very big heaping spoonful of almond butter, spinach, vanilla extract, oh, and cinnamon. So it's like apple pie ish. So he gets some vegetable, there's some fiber in there. I do a really big spoonful of almond butter for a little bit of fat, some like protein, and the apple has fiber and like we call it. So he loves that. And I, I guess that is kind of an answer to your question. When I make him smoothies, they're definitely, I'm thinking about packing it. Yes. Like sometimes I'll add chia seeds or hemp seeds or protein powder. I'm not making like strawberry banana delight, Yes. you know, with mango juice.
0: I was even thinking, I feel like you've shared before that there's sort of like a chocolate greens yes. smoothie supplement or maybe it's a protein powder that you like. So I was thinking, oh, it's almost like... A protein shake or like a Nesquik totally. kind of thing, Ovaltine, yeah. yeah. Those things end up costing a lot more. It's like the Jimmy Dean
1: sausages, like I sausage sandwiches. Like I went on a jag where I was buying them all the time. Then I'm like, oh, I should just make him an egg sandwich on my own. And like sometimes I'll microwave bacon just to appease him, but you know, making a smoothie ends up being more affordable in the end.
0: feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals, we get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family
1: life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures, or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents
0: that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for dinner and I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads love where you live.
1: That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order.
0: Can we talk about breakfast sandwiches because this is not helpful sorry everyone <laughs> spoiler I was for a while like a, most of December like November December like almost every other week buying Tennessee Pride is like a it's like a Jimmy Dean it's like the southern Jimmy Dean uh, they make like mini biscuit sandwiches with a little sausage on them and it's like comes in a two-pack you microwave them for like 50 seconds they are great my kids that with fruit will without question eat it. They're like, yes, we love this. So I was like, great. And then I started to feel bad about the like amount of packaging because they're like two small ones and they're each wrapped. And then there's like a plastic bag and I'm buying like 48 at a time. And like, this is so much plastic. This is ridiculous. I can't even believe I'm sharing this right now. So then I was like, well, I'll just start prepping our own. And I did, I made like a round of biscuits and did like bigger individual biscuits and just froze them in a bag like with the sauce. So biscuit, sausage in a bag, zip top bag. So like less waste. And then I was doing like some on the fly English muffin sandwiches and Ella seemed to love them. And I was like, this is great. But for the weeks when I'm the primary parent, my husband's traveling. There's not I don't always have time to like toast the English muffins, scramble the eggs, microwave the bacon and like put it all together and get everyone out the door on time. It has to do with our our carpool a little bit. So I was like, great. I will just meal prep some. So I used a recipe on the kitchen where you like do sheet pan eggs, cook the bacon, cooked all the bacon all together and then you freeze them. It is such a flop. I can't even tell you. They take so long to microwave. There's something about, like, the thickness of the egg is different than, like, maybe the Jimmy Dean ones. And because they're, like, frozen and not fresh. It's like I put all this effort into trying to make it easier. And, one, I feel (laughs) like it's more waste because it's not getting eaten. And they're all, like, individually wrapped in foil or or plastic wrap. yeah and they're just like not I'm like this was such I can't believe I put like this much time and effort into it and they're not getting eaten. I'm going to tell you something
1: and people love it. So this is personal. We have a make ahead frittata for that you can use to make freeze ahead breakfast sandwiches. I've spoken to people about it. People don't have a problem. I've thought the problem was with me for a long time. I was like am I doing it wrong? I have never found making eggs and then freezing them and then reheating them to not lead to eggs that are overly watery mm. for my taste. Yeah. And I just can't accept the commercially
0: produced ones. Do you know what Ella's beef is though? She revealed it. it's not the water. It's not the water. It's not water. What is it? So the eggs are square. She's like why? Are that they is hilarious. Square. Round eggs only. So that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I do think breakfast sandwiches really hit the marks. Breakfast sandwiches have a lot of appeal for most people. If you like eggs, you can add meat, you can add cheese, you know, you can use your favorite hot sauce. It's really great for people of all ages. And then you get the protein from the egg. If you're using meat, you get more protein there and a lot of big flavor. They're the right size on an English muffin,
0: but they're work. They're work. Yep. And then they might not get eaten. So I'm going to plus one for like freezer shortcuts that are already made. Like the Tennessee pie ones. They're kind of good. Well, this is what I was saying that this is why I went to Jimmy Dean,
1: because even those when I'm like, oh, I'll get on a moment where I'm like, why am I spending so much money on this? I can do it myself. But originally I was buying a different brand that he loves. It's a biscuit brand. Mason Dixon. Yes. Yeah. Mason Dixie. He loves those. They literally are so expensive. That's how I ended up moving to Jimmy Dean. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Not wasting my money on you, kid. You don't even eat broccoli. Okay.
0: And then I'm just going to mention cereal. Like, I think cereal gets a bad jag for being, like, high in sugar. But sort of what you said about Isaac and the apple pie smoothie, it's like, I'd rather them have a bowl of cereal, even like Cocoa Puffs, than not eat anything at all. And they seem to like have sustained energy, even though that's something that would be like too sugary for me in the morning. I'd much rather have it as like a late night snack. And then in some like really pinchy mornings where Ella's just can't even see my face, the, the wrath of a 12-year-old little girl in the morning, <laughs> Woo! Um, I will sometimes do like a little protein drink at home, like of milk. Ovaltine and then, like, a scoop of this vanilla protein powder for her to, like, drink in the car. Does it
1: not need to be blended? I use my just little, like, it?
0: frother thing to blend mm-hmm. it up really quick. I mean, the Ovaltine is, like, super fine, and I think it sort of masks the taste of the protein powder. Mm-hmm. It's that, that like, sweet spot between, like, it's already using things I have on hand, so I'm not buying, like, a protein drink yeah. and just getting, like, a little bit of nutrients into her before she leaves, I'm going to
1: plug instant oatmeal. Mm, another great Oliver one. will totally eat instant oatmeal. And, you know, he's getting to that age now where, like, it was enough when he was little and it wasn't quite enough. But now that he's older and he's, like, super tired and I'm waking him up at a time when he really, his body would rather be asleep still. His breakfast portions are getting smaller again. And one packet's enough. And I usually add more maple syrup. Like it's already flavored. And he's like, does this even have any flavor or sugar in it? So like, yes, my kids have that sweet tooth. So I add that. And then, but I can also add flaxseed or chia seed. I sometimes add yogurt. Sometimes I make chia pudding. I got into the habit of it when we were renovating because it is so freaking easy to do. There's so much that people tell you to prep ahead. And you're like, no, like, you don't know what my life is like. I don't have time for that. Chia seed pudding is one of the easiest things, and I was making it where I didn't even have access to a whisk. I was literally just not even measuring by the end. I was pouring chia seeds into Tupperware, adding some maple syrup and some like coconut almond milk, and then putting the lid on and shaking it.
0: We and have a recipe from you, maybe from Make It Easy, in yeah. our Didn't I Just Feed You archives. I do not love chia pudding, personally. My kids aren't, and maybe that means my kids are not super into it. But it does remind me that overnight oats are another one that my kids yeah. will eat.
1: So Oliver will eat chia pudding on its own. He really likes it. But I'll add it on top of the
0: Instant oatmeal. Meal.
1: Yeah. Genius. Yeah. So, like, boost it. And then that's, he feels like it's
0: overnight oats. We do have a whole episode about make-ahead Breakfast, especially like we're talking about our sort of like picky tweens and teens. But if you still have little little kids and you're just looking for some great ideas, they it is chocked full of them. So we will link to that in the show notes as well here.
1: Yeah. So I guess like what's the takeaway? I think the takeaway is that breakfast is pretty important, but so is lunch and so is dinner, and it's really a matter of. What are you expecting your or your kid's body to do? Like food is fuel. You know what I mean? It's like saying is a snack important? Well, if you've been like sitting on your butt and not moving and you ate lunch two hours ago, a really good healthy lunch, a snack might be great because you're craving one emotionally or maybe you're a little like hungry, a little peckish. But it's not like, oh, that's so important. But is a snack important? going into a big workout. Yeah. That's not just like emotionally important. <laughs> like it's important. It's fuel for your body. So given what most of our kids are being tasked with, especially Monday through Friday, it does seem like, you know, figuring out a way to get them to eat breakfast. It is good. It's helpful. Yeah. But also I do just want to say that Isaac walks out the door, you know, at least of the time, at least, having not eaten. And, like, you know, it's fine. It happens. It's fine. Like, he's
0: (laughs) fine. (laughs) Well, I I mean, mean, uh, yes, I do. And I think it comes, uh, like, I always want to circle back to this thing of like, fed is best. So, even if he was eating a pack of Doritos, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like what Isaac would eat in the morning is su- it's better than nothing and it's again to like pull back and look at the birds eye view of like th- the overarching how you feed your kids and not obsessing over this one yeah. meal every day that really like monday through friday is is a small percentage of what they eat
1: totally and if you have a kid who just refuses breakfast or just can't wake up early enough like their body is telling them something else is important. And it's okay to respect that. So like there are, like always, we're just going to tell you, there are no hard and fast rules. You got to just like think about what the evidence says and then figure out how to work that as best you can into your life and your family's rhythms.
0: Before we sign off, we got to invite you to the very best place on the internet, which is our "Did I Just Feed You listeners community free members get direct access to us as well as our hive mind of busy home cooks plus access to our recipe archive which includes our cinnamon toast crunch overnight oats and stacy's chia pudding shopping guides and helpful checklists that's our free community we also have a supporting
1: community yes that means you have to pay for it but it is one way that you can financially support these free public episodes And you do get stuff in return, really freaking cool stuff, if you ask me, including access to an ad-free stream. That means every single episode of Didn't I Just Feed You without any ads, and two additional bonus episodes every single month for a total of eight episodes of Didn't I Just Feed You every single month. We also do uncut gems. We also do live Q and A sessions. So lots of great value there. Find out more about becoming a member of our community at backslash community. And hey, one more plug before we sign off. Meal Planning for Everyone. It's an audio course that we have available. You can go to didnigustfeedyou.com backslash meal planning for everyone to find out more. We're really doing everything within our power To support you guys this year in reducing the mental load of feeding your family and to help you save time and money because it's the thing that over the last five years you guys have talked about to us over and over and over it's such a fantastic resource check it out
0: and hey since we started here let's end here don't forget to follow us on instagram where we are at didn't i just feed you a huge thank you as always to our producer samantha gatzik i'm megan
1: And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed. Until next time. Leave us a rating or review and make sure to give it five
0: stars and leave an epic comment. Do it.